Well, 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 today we are joined again with Michelle from the Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us again. So happy and honored to be asked to come on yet again. Welcome back. We are doing a really fun crossover episode where we are dishing on celebrity weddings. So we're going to chat about a few of the same ones on each other's pods. And then we're also going to do a few different ones. Today, we're talking about the Royals. We're talking about Brad and Angelina. We're talking about Kravis and more. This is really the perfect episode, given that we have just come off a incredible weekend in Italy, sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. So excited to get into it. So thanks, Michelle, for joining. Let's do this thing. I'm so excited. So as of the time that we're recording this episode, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker have been buried for about 48 hours. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Does anyone else feel like they went to Italy this weekend? I can't. Kind of do. I me too. I and I've never been to Italy. I really want to go. Um, but it looked epic. It looked amazing. So fun. And and just like getting to experience it through, you know, Instagram, right? Through mm-hmm. through all of the sisters' stories and posts. Like it's it's so awesome. It was amazing. It was truly so interesting to watch all of the aesthetics. I will say I've never seen a goth Italy, a hot topic infused (laughs) Italy, if you will. I don't know if either of you have read Twilight. Have either of you read Twilight? No. Are you familiar at all? Great. Well, now I'm exposing myself as the only person on this podcast who's read Twilight. Okay, Chan, Um, that's good. But people listening, it reminded me of, uh, anyways, the Volturi which is basically this like secret Italian clan family of vampires who like run the vampire world. This is so embarrassing that I'm talking about this, but anyways, they're goth Italians. That is their look. So I feel like this was kind of inspired by uh, Twilight moving right along now that I've embarrassed myself. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when I initially saw the photos out of context, like before reading what the, what the aesthetic was, like what their vision, you know, like I was like, what in the hell? And you're right. When you said hot topic and twilight, I'm like, oh, shit, (laughs) totally what it is. What do you guys think? Let's just get right into it. What do you guys think about Dolce & Gabbana sponsoring the whole thing? having this be basically a brand event as much as it was a love event. Well, first of all, that I didn't know that they actually sponsored the whole thing. I thought they were just like the designers. So they well, sponsor, how, what do you mean by sponsor? I don't know. I don't mean they, like they paid for everything. I don't know if they paid for everything. What I mean by sponsored is that like every single person was basically, I feel like dressed in Dolce & Gabbana. The castle was owned by Dolce & Gabbana. Oh, uh, So just like, they were like that brand, like basically orchestrated the event for them in Italy. Wow. Yes, absolutely. It was on Dolce & Gabbana's yacht. Mm -hmm. It was at their castle. Not only that, but Dolce & Gabbana actually set up pop-up shops. So fans and tourists could buy Dolce & Gabbana souvenirs of the Kravis wedding. Shut up. Yes. Oh, you, you get some good info. Mine is more like based on just like wedding details, but I love this. This I did not know. I think that it's awesome in my opinion. Um, I know I usually come up with a kind of snarky hot take, but I'm just looking at this and I think it's smart. Like if I could have, I'm not getting married in December. No 
European fashion house is sponsoring my wedding. And you know what? I wish they were because that sounds incredible. <laughs> Chanel, you're welcome to create some pop-up shops outside our hotel in Cancun if you want. Sponsor my wedding. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? I, I think it's I think it's genius and it makes sense. I mean, they're they're famous, they're in the public eye. Obviously, they have a relationship with so many design houses but it, they're they're in Italy I mean who who else who else and it's like makes total sense from a production angle who better to put together this ornate extravagant I mean it's almost like a runway show like there was such a a set and so much production design that went into this look and this wedding um it really makes sense that they I guess they didn't fly over the wedding planner with all the balloons and flowers um they just had Dolce and Gabbana do it but I want to hear what you guys think about the, uh, the also, so obviously they're in Italy. We know they're getting married, but we don't know anything about what their, their ceremony is going to look like. And I felt like their ceremony when we finally saw it was very unique, like mm-hmm. the look of it, the fact that they were kneeling on, you know, stools instead mm-hmm. of standing like, I, yeah, I, I'm curious about your thoughts. Well, I think it was, uh, lovely. It looked intimate, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm so about that. Um, I loved the red carpet. It was yes. again, very goth, very, here's the thing. Courtney Kardashian is 43 years old. Travis Barker is 46 years old. This is what struck me. Travis and I are the exact same age. He was actually born November 14th, 75. I'm December 9th, 75. This is what I've noticed about Travis and Courtney. They're my age. <laughs> their <laughs> wedding, their wedding had some traditions that are so like if they would have gotten married the year that Jose Luis and I got married, like we did a garter toss, right? Yeah. Nobody yeah. really mm. does that anymore, but they did. He took it off with his teeth, you know? Yeah. He yeah. He had a veil. In fact, it was a cathedral length embroidered mm-hmm. veil, which is sick. He had a veil. She had a veil. Oh, she had a veil. Yeah. Right. right, no, right no, no. Yeah. He did not have a veil, but her veil was sick. And, and I see veils coming back. It's in fact, I just recorded an episode with somebody that does custom veils. And we were talking about embroidered oh, really? veils that they are making a huge comeback and evident here. Um, but the ceremony itself was beautiful. I loved that all their six kids were there. Um, I don't know who officiated. Did you all get that information? No, I couldn't tell. It, I couldn't either. Funny. I thought it was kind of funny because they're like kneeling, which reminds me of like almost a Catholic ceremony, yeah. but it was clear that like their officiator was just like dressed in a tux. No, I mean, it was definitely not sanctioned by the Catholic church, but it right, was right. very like altar like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. And she was wearing this cathedral length veil, which typically is for, you know, right church weddings cathedral <laughs> weddings but her, her dress was uh was anything but maybe a, a catholic wedding dress yes. i mean well, let's talk that's what i sorry I, I was just looking this up when you guys were chatting or because i'm trying to figure this out are these people catholic like no there's a virgin mary just, on her veil virgin mary tattoo on his head virgin right. mary on both on her dresses yeah i mean on some level at what point do we like I don't know. It just seems kind of wild to me, like in the age of cultural appropriation, in the age of being very sensitive about, you know, about being sensitive to cultures and religions that it's like, oh, the Virgin Mary iconography is just all over everything in this church. It honestly felt very sacrilegious in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. A word on that. I know they are religious. Like the Kardashians are religious. Yeah. They go to church to talk about God. They pray. 
they do the daily scripture things in the group text with Chris. They are religious. I do think that this was more probably about the iconography than it was perhaps about the God angle. But what I thought was really cool, and I do think that Travis is a religious person, is that Travis has that tattoo on his skull that is of the Virgin Mary, and it says family, loyalty, respect. Mm -hmm. And that was on the veil itself too. It was like that. It it was matching like icons, I guess. Well, he also has a tattoo on his spine that says Cadillac, like it's the Cadillac (laughs) logo. So I don't know. I feel like tattoos and everything about him. He's just, it's very kind of like set in his journeys in life. I don't know that they're necessarily, I mean, the Virgin Mary is the mother of all mothers. Like it does denote family loyalty. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't know that who knows, maybe they'll listen to this. They can let us know if they are, <laughs> you know, in fact, Catholic reach out. or maybe like me, you know, grow up that way, but not necessarily pro- not practicing now, but I got married in a church and we didn't go to church. You know what I mean? But that yeah. was kind of like, in our, you know, you all could go on the topic of religion too. That's how we grew up, (laughs) but we're digressing. The ceremony was fabulous. Uh, she had a grand entrance that I loved the red carpet. I loved the, the, the gown. I will say that I love that her gown was so different than what we talk about in the, you know, future on this episode, when we're going to talk about Kim's gown Mm -hmm. on how Mm -hmm. Kim was so covered up, how Paris Hilton was so covered up. And Courtney, I just feel all of everything that they did was a testament to that they found each other and this epic, crazy love in their 40s. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're like, fuck tradition. Like, I'm going to throw it on its side. And of course, I love that. There was a lot of stuff that I did on for my taste was like dated, like the garter toss. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was kind of strange that they did that. But again, they didn't, or rather she didn't get to do that because she never got married. Mm-hmm. I did it in 2001 because everybody <laughs> did it then. Right. But so she got her moment. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say, I absolutely love the positivity I wish I was as good of a person as you, but I'm not. I thought the wedding dress was hideous. I thought it looked so tacky. I thought it was not flattering. I thought, listen, I don't want to see a bride's legs, okay? But I don't want to see a bride's legs. That's that's my hot take. I really don't. A slit is fine, but I do not like a mini dress. At same thing, I don't want to see a bride's stomach. Like I, yeah, I agree. For the ceremony, I feel like, you know, let's not, if you're doing a cathedral length veil, can we at least like do a full length dress, you know, and then she changed right after. Right, right, right. Into a black version of that dress though. Exact same dress, dress, black version, yeah. but with a elbow length black veil. I want to just, just, oh, okay. My hot take. I thought the reception was kind of ugly looking. Oh, interesting. I thought all the black and red. Well, first of all, my high school colors are black and red. So it's yes. like triggering for me. It feels like San Clemente High School Tritons. Yeah. Um, it was just, I just, I don't like those colors. I thought it should have been more outdoor feeling. It just felt like dark and I didn't like that. Like I said, I, I feel like the whole wedding was, I don't know if now this is long enough for it to be considered vintage or retro. For me, it was just dated. Like in turn, my middle school sweetheart dance, you know, A Night <laughs> Under the Stars was black and red. Like yes. that was our theme. And very much like my gunny sacks dress was, you know, very similar <laughs> to a lot of the, the design, even what the guests were wearing. Right. Right. 
So did Dolce and Gabbana, were they responsible for all that? Because I mean, all of the clothes, what, what the sisters were wearing were Dolce and Gabbana as well. I think um, so. You know, I need to look up pictures of the reception because I don't know that I have anything quite like in my mind about it. Um, but I just really think it comes down to whether you gravitate toward a, a goth aesthetic or not. And if you Correct. don't, then you're not going to like it. And it's very um, in right now. It's very in. My freaking 12-year-old daughter, she doesn't call it goth, but she dresses very much like what, you know, goth kids did, at, yeah. you know, when I was that age. Mm-hmm. One other thing that's very interesting is that Stefani, I think it's Stefani or Stefano Gabbana yeah. has actually talked trash on the Kardashians multiple times oh, and really? commented on Instagram in 2018 on an Instagram post on, of them. You guys are going to die that these are the cheapest people in the world. <gasps> so kind of interesting that the cheapest people in the world got them to pay for their wedding. Clearly, I mean, I know some inside them. scoop on the Kardashians that corroborates that story that they are very cheap. So this, wow. is how they, this is why they have so much money. Um, going back, Chloe, Chloe wore, a, she did do a leopard print. She did two outfits. Her, vint, her leopard print was vi vintage Dolce from 1997, ready mm. to wear. Very, um, I thought she looked amazing. Kendall's I love the headdress. Dress, yeah. It was great. Yes. Kendall's dress was also um, vintage Dolce. And I believe Kylie's was as well. So it was all do Dolce. Everything was Dolce. Here's a chuggy thing I want to point out really quick. Oh, I hate to say it, but I thought the fact that Travis did the garter, uh, whatever toss to single ladies by Beyonce. I'm like, is it 2011? And I hate to say it, but I love the song at last by Etta James, but I just think it's a little overdone. It's overplayed. It's totally You just overdone. hope that celebrities have better taste or they have like cooler taste in that, but then you just realize that they don't. Yeah. I say this again. 2001, my first dance with Jose Luis at last at a James. Oh, and probably most of everyone's first dance back then. I'm telling you, they had their wedding <laughs> that they would have had in their 20s. That's what they I, had. Should we move on to the next? Anything else you want to cover about the Kravis wedding? I, I think I, my, my final take is that I'm, although I felt a lot of it was dated and a little bit tacky, Although I'm not like a huge Dolce fan. It's not like I would be, you know, throw my nose up at them if they said, <laughs> can I, can I sponsor anything for you? Um, but I just, again, go back to for Courtney, especially. And I don't, I didn't even look if Travis has been married before. I know he has a shit ton of kids, but like for Courtney, so does Courtney for Courtney. She never had her wedding. She never had her true love. I feel like their PDAs are intense and very like, cringy um I feel that that can't last because that's not real life and I hope when that wears off the marriage stays do you know what I'm saying yeah um but I'm happy for them that they had their day in Italy and that it was the way they wanted and not like I, I don't know it felt it felt very them maybe not so much Courtney because I feel like Courtney if she was marrying somebody else would have had it way more designed and like like Yes. I mean, I guess Dolce is couture. You know what I'm saying? Like Kim's wedding, you it know. It had a rocker angle to it that I think comes from Travis. Absolutely. Because he's so yeah. stuck. Right. He's so he's 90s. He's 90s, yeah. early two, he's early 2000s. Like that's, right. that's him. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I think that it will, I honestly think that it will last. And I just think they have a really solid foundation of passion. And I think that, I don't know, I actually like really believe in their love and their future. So those are my famous last words. Fingers crossed. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. <laughs> okay, where do you want to go next? I can take us through a royal wedding journey if you're interested mm. in that. Okay, let's do a little royal. Okay. So let's start with William and Kate. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we, are are the other two even royals anymore? I'm not sure. Mm, we might know. need to get might need to get some courtiers on the line to give us the <laughs> official titles. But anyway, um, William and Kate were married on April 29th, 2011. Can I ask both of you where you were? Do you remember where you were while they were getting married? I was. Uh, I was in Boston. In I was like, do you remember sophomore Did you in wake high up school? Early? Did, did I, you watch? No, 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 no. no. I, I think oh. I did for a minute, but I wasn't like getting up early or any shit like that. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I guess you guys were not among the 2 billion people who watch this wedding worldwide. Jesus. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, this is a wedding that will make you all feel like a true peasant because their budget was $32 million. The Whoa. wedding day was declared a national holiday throughout mm-hmm. the UK Kate wore an Alexander McQueen gown and borrowed the Queen's Cartier Halo tiara. Wow. Um, so I was, I'm just curious what you guys thought of Kate's dress. It's super iconic. We've all seen it. I would say that Kim and Paris's dress were probably informed by Kate's. Yes. Inspired by yes, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I thought that Kate's dress was completely unreal. Like I would curtsy to it. I would bow to it. I would kiss the ring. Like I, I'm obsessed with, I thought it fit her so well. It was just, it was a picture of, I think everything an extremely opulent wedding dress should be. Right. Absolutely. I I completely agree. And I think it lived up. It's like the reason that 2 billion people watch this wedding. The reason why the Royal family spent so much on it, right. Is to have this huge moment. Um, if you hear the cost though, it is going to like make, I don't know, your account cry. It was Three hundred thousand dollars. Her wedding Worth dress. What? Of which Chandler's like, that's a steal. Swipe it. <laughs> Honestly, um, can I add one more statement to what I was saying about the dress earlier? Yeah. Yes. I think why I I loved it so much, and I think, and I, I like Meghan Markle, but when you compare Meghan Markle's dress to Kate's dress, I it mean, is just simply let's just go there. It looks like a David's bridal. Ooh, like on the rack. Interesting, interesting. Honestly, I feel like I could have made 
Megan's dress. If I had just, yeah, gone and got some sateen fabric and cut together a simple silhouette, it was just so, so basic and poorly fitting. Yes. Poorly she fitting. doesn't have, she's such a, she's such a beautiful shape. And honestly, she has like barely a waistline. Like it, it's so boxy. Right. And then yeah. the other like very disturbing part of this is that for Megan's second dress, it still doesn't fit. Yeah. The second dress is not, you know, cinched to her waist. The viewers should have some sort of class action lawsuit for, you know, <laughs> depriving us mm-hmm. of what could have been otherwise an incredible visual experience. Right. Right. Like there's no wedding. more, there's no more sons that will get married. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. These were that we got four dresses. We got four mm-hmm. dresses out of it. And to be honest, only one was good. Kate's after party dress was cringe in my opinion. Oh. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was Alexander McQueen or no, that was the, that was her main dress was Alexander McQueen. Let me look. At oh yes. Her... yes, yes. It, it was the one with a little cardigan. Yes. Yes. A little white fur sh- or cardigan shrug. Hey, hey um, go with something short. Oh, Wear, show see. some leg yeah. with your second dress. I agree. I agree. It should be really different. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that you need to show leg, but I, and actually- oh, yeah, like a that. little fuzzy jacket on it. Like it a just little, looks- It, it looks like she was got a little chilly. Like she, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> don't prepare for the weather on your wedding day. Doesn't, the weather doesn't yeah. matter. And our no, boobies the wedding are very not about pointy your in this yeah. dress. They're very yeah. pointy. Like she's like wearing a bra from the fifties. Yes. It's just really bad. And so, I think, yeah, what you're, what you were saying about, there needs to be more of a difference between, I think your second look and your first look, they should feel like two completely different, like vibes in my opinion. And Megan Markle's after party dress too, was very reminiscent of the wedding in, in the way that the, um, full length, the material, I like the top of it that showed her shoulders, but again, you're right. It did not, it's like too loose on her. It fit her odd. I'm pretty sure I mean, they sell that dress at Beholden. Yes. Literally, it is so basic. It is the most, cla- we've seen that silhouette since, yeah. like, since the dawn of time. Yeah, you think yeah. for royalty, we could probably get, uh, yeah, a little Maybe more. Maybe surprising, a structural sleeve, you know, something, some interesting material, something. Some I'll texture. say that my conspiracy is that perhaps in the weeks leading up to her wedding, she lost a lot of weight because of all the stress of her oh, family. Like yeah. her brother was going to show up. <laughs> it doesn't I mean, matter. I, I should have tailors working around. The I was going to say you could Tail- have a seamstress there. Right. You know, for right. the morning yeah. of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, no we'll, we'll talk about it in the, in the suit. Um, okay. Um, did you guys know that Kate did not have her makeup professionally done. She did it herself. She received makeup. Yeah. She received lessons from a makeup artist and did her own makeup for the wedding, which I'm very into personally, because I feel like a lot of people, their makeup is way too much at their weddings and they don't look like themselves. So I like that she did this. I think that's interesting. I, I, I have to say that is actually bonkers to me. Um, I, I I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. But it is bonkers to me because um, that's like the most photographed wedding in history. Like one of them. Also, I mean, that I'm sure like someone. Go ahead, Jen. I mean, to me, that just adds a dimension of stress. That I wouldn't be interested in bringing on, on my wedding morning or whatever. Like there's so much that has to happen. And I, I mean, how many times have we all been in the mirror and like doing our own eyeliner when we're in a hurry and you just can't get it? Like I just, 
I wouldn't be interested in that type of circus. I'm looking at a photo of her and William, like somebody it's taken from up above and kind of high up. And I have to say, like, I think she could have stood for some airbrushing. If you're going to be photographed this much, uh, I, I would have probably had the makeup put on. There's a way to do makeup where you still look natural, but like, and you know what, Lauren, you have fabulous skin, I can tell. Uh, but some people don't, even at a young age. And I feel like some really good application of foundation and potential airbrushing is a good thing for a wedding. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think that everyone looks better with, you know, a, a little coat, a little mm -hmm. coat to even the skin tone. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. And thank you for the compliment. Unfortunately, I will tell you that it's just my Zoom settings are really on point this morning, uh, but I'll go with it. They are on point. <laughs> okay, I do have to tell you guys another interesting fact, and this kind of surprised me, but Ellie Golding performed. And I think if we're gonna talk about British pop stars, I would think Elton John maybe would be more appropriate tonally. Yeah. yeah. It's hard for me to imagine the queen bumping to, uh, to what's the song love me love me like you do love me yeah. like you do yes yes I don't know I I'm kind not into surprising. a I'm not into a pop song moment at a wedding I'm interested in a classic ballad yeah not all of me but like I just I don't want a pop star at my wedding yeah Correct. yeah no thank you that's interesting okay. choice one other detail she had two wedding cakes they each cost eighty thousand dollars what I don't know. How, uh, yeah, this is like shocking. Absolutely shocking. I don't, I don't know how you even cook the books enough to make it 80 grand each. <laughs> I know. Was there like a, 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 a I don't know, oh, like a flower yeah. shortage across the world at this point? And they're those yes. very like traditional tiered, like, well, at least one of them. Okay, let's see. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well. It's a big cake. It's not huge. One of these is not humongous though. I mean, it's, it's a big cake. I, it's, I, I think that they got what I would call the Royal upcharge on that. The yeah. cake, the baker drove up to Kensington palace and was like, Oh, we got to redo the quote. We got to redo the quote. Uh, let's get another zero. zero shop before we go in. <laughs> like, exactly. wait, where did this inquiry come in from? I did not know this was okay. Yeah. Um, there was, is this the other one? Oh no, that's princess Eugen Eugenie's wedding. I don't know who that is, but that one's nice. Okay. All right. 80,000 each. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Pretty wild. Um, okay. should we turn to Harry and Megan? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I want to say something. Cause, um, okay. When, when William and Harry were young, uh, I just, this is my personal opinion. Cause, and, you know, I, I remember when Princess Diana died, like I was not, you know, anyway, William was the hottie. He was yes, super cute. Yeah. He was oh, yeah. beautiful as a little boy. Like he, but at one point he, I was like, damn, he is. Wow. He, he but, looked like he stepped out of a Ralph Lauren ad. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, then, babe. then it was Harry. Mm-hmm. To be honest, then he just started to get a very English royal look, started to bald pretty, like his, you know, like aggressively yeah. like his dad. And he just, honestly, his face just kind of like, yeah, anyways. And yeah, he didn't, he didn't age well. And yeah. Harry like literally became this sort of more rugged, burly, yeah. Sex monster. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> one okay, was okay. a late bloomer and yes. one had like a yeah. very, very fast half-life. Like right. his, yes. his beauty had, I don't know, well, radioactive decay. I'm not very good with science, but you get where I'm going with that. Especially within how beautiful Kate still is. Mm-hmm. Like Kate is still just such a ravishing woman when they stand next to each other. It's, it's a sad it's a sad picture. Yeah. Now, Megan yeah. is gorgeous, by the way. I think she is yeah. beautiful. I will say that um, Will is so there are actually YouTube videos of Will, like on British podcasts, kind of shooting the breeze with British dudes. Mm. And I once spent a in, quite enjoyable afternoon watching them. And I will say, Will is extremely witty, like extremely really? witty, really fast. And when he's in person, like, you know, when he's in video, when he's not just like at a solemn, like hospital ribbon cutting ceremony, but when he's chatting <laughs> and lively, he's very attractive. Hmm. So he's still got it for sure. Okay. Okay. I just also don't think hair transplants could have saved him. Like he just didn't have enough and he had to go full bald. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't do the Jeff Bezos bulk up and, you know, to compliment the bald head, which oh, was a mistake. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. All right. So wait, you want to move on to Harry and, and, and Megan? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Harry and Megan got married on May 19th, 2018. Uh, I would say to some people, this was a wonderful day and ushering in of a new era in for the Royals, one of inclusivity, um, one of progress, one of modernity. And I would say to a lot of people, it was the worst day in royal history. So it depends on where you fall. But you know, there are true Megan haters and true Megan stands. And I only know this because we covered Megan and Harry and them and their, you know, Megxit as they call it on our podcast. And I cannot tell you the kind of ritual that I received simply for defending Megan. It is mm-hmm. actually crazy. And so yeah. I'm sure a lot of listeners right now are ready to turn it off if I, we talk in any way in glowing terms. So I just want to warn you that we can't be too nice about this wedding. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You know, what's interesting is uh, when, a long, when, the, when the wedding happened, we did a bonus episode on it. So if anybody wants oh. to go back and listen Ooh. to number 87, the Royal Wedding bonus episode, I, I was like, we have to do it. But I, again, this is not like, I'm not a huge Royal you know, family fan or yeah. I mean, we did yeah. one, but you know, and, and I'm looking at the notes and it did say the gospel choir singing stand by me. Yes, please. So apparently we liked that. Yeah. The, um, the, the gospel choir was really good. I mean, I don't know if you saw the, so did you watch it fully then? I don't think I watched the whole thing. Okay. The actual ceremony itself was extremely long, um, went on way too long. I would say the preacher was just way too animated for a British audience, especially the Royal family who are famously, you know, uh, very bland. Um, and like, like, like the Royal family kind of started like, like there were a few people kind of laughing because it was just too ridiculous. It was too over the top. Um, but during that time, during that ceremony, it was not actually the first time that Harry and Meghan were getting getting married. They actually secretly got married three days before. Um, Meghan told told Oprah in the now famous ABC interview that this or CBS, this thing, this spectacle is for the world, but we want our union to be between us. So the vows that we have framed in our room are just are from just the two of us in our backyard with the Archbishop of Canterbury. I love that. But, I okay, love you that. You do love it. Yes. Mm. I'm not a fan of this. Really? Why? Um, 
I think because that's totally fine that they did that. I think personally that is beautiful, that their romance is so deep, profound, and really private. I just think that sharing that detail later is kind of like a little bit of like spitting in the face of the world who watched and had so much like investment in that wedding. Like, I just feel like it's a little, it's a little bit throwing shade and it's a little ungrateful in my opinion. Okay. Interesting. Even as someone who loves Megan, I actually do love Megan, but I just don't like that. She shared that. It just felt, it just felt like a, you don't guys don't think it's, it's like a burn to the royal family at all. um, I do think it is a little bit of a burn. That being said, with what she went through, I don't blame her for a second. I don't blame her for, for being protective of that extremely special moment. And I do really feel that hers and Harry's love is very real. And the fact that they had a special moment that was very real for the two of them days before all of the craziness. And just like, I don't know, the wedding, I think was a horrendous thing for them to go through with the Royal family and with the British people that I don't blame them. Yeah. It's, it's on brand for them because they're super non-traditional and they, they don't want to be in that mold that everyone in the Royal family has been for since the beginning forever. Um, and a, a side note is I, I do have, I've had a lot of clients do like an intimate ceremony, just immediate family because they feel that that ceremony is so special. And I think one of my biggest complaints overall in the wedding and planning sphere is that the ceremony is very often overlooked, which mm. to me is kind of nuts because the whole reason you're having this wedding is because you're getting married. You know what I mean? And the ceremony should be a very intentional, important part. It shouldn't be that long and all that crap, but like, I, f- I feel like, so, so, so to me, when people do that, it's like a huge, like, oh, wow, look at that. Like, this is, this is very special and important to them, this ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I, I can see that for sure. I can see that. Um, uh, speaking of Chandler said the stress and kind of what she endured with the Royal family, there's a lot of drama around her tiara. I don't know if you guys are aware, but so she wore one of the Queens tiaras. Um, yes. Uh, Queen Mary Bando tiara. And, uh, so it was a tiara worn by Queen Mary. And anyway, so like wearing a tiara is a very big deal in the royal family. Princess Diana wore one, Kate wore one. And Megan apparently, you know, when she was trying to like figure out what tiara she was going to wear, like trying on the tiara with the queen is just a really big deal. And it's like this like moment. And basically she like had to like beg to get like that appointment set, like the courtiers, the people around the queen would just like ghost her and were just super rude about it and just like made her feel bad. And anyway, that was like a huge source of drama was the tiara actually. And there was just a lot like her hair, like there's a lot that went into it. Um, so anyway, I think it looks just great on her note. actually with that, uh, you know, the veil behind it. It's a really nice tiara. It's not over the top. It's not too small. Look at Kate's tiara. Oh, look, side by side. Oh, I like it better than the tiara that Kate wore, actually. Yeah, actually. it looked beautiful. She looked amazing. Fabulous. Uh, yeah, so another interesting detail is that Megan walked herself halfway down the aisle and I then was it. joined by Prince Charles. I remember that. 
That was yes. huge. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was like, which I, whoa. Which to the royal family's credit, you know, if they really hated her so much, it would be hard to imagine that the future monarch would, you know, have agreed to walk her down the aisle. So I think that, you know, in the wake of all the drama caused by her father, this was actually like a really sweet and welcoming gesture and moment. Yeah. What was the drama with her father? I can't remember now. I think he, I mean, most of her family besides her mom were kind of selling stories to the press about her and were threatening to like, they weren't invited to the wedding. I'm pretty sure. And they were threatening to like show up unannounced. Right. Yeah. So (laughs) Megan's dad staged paparazzi photos of him getting fitted for a suit. He staged paparazzi photos of him reading books about Britain. And he basically just tried to use the wedding as a way to get as much essentially like negative coverage of Megan. And like the, the horse family caused so much drama, basically everyone except for her mother, her Megan's half sister, Samantha was a complete vulture. She was always in the media talking trash about Megan who is someone she basically has no relationship with. She's 18 years older than Megan and they didn't really grow up together at all. Anyway, Megan just endured a lot. And it just, you know, it's like the Robert Kardashian moment or the Rob Kardashian moment. It's just really sad when family members take your wedding as an opportunity opportunity to like, I don't know, let their insecurities, like, I don't know. And like maybe right. mental issues overshadow what should be the biggest, like best day of your life. Yeah. Yeah, man, it just goes, everybody listening, there's just family drama and weddings, no matter who the hell you are or who you're marrying. It's right. just like, it always rears its head and so many people right. go through it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com, use code popapologist20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com, popapologist20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor, try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Um, can I whisk us away to Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk's wedding? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Royals. Or no. Lauren, did you have anything more? Nothing more that was that notable. So let's move forward. Okay. So let me, let me take you to the shores of the Hamptons right. where Gwyneth and Brad, Brad Falchuk tied the knot in 2018, I believe. Um, so a few notes here. Gwyneth, despite being a bride twice in movies, was never bride until this moment because her and Chris Martin eloped. Um, I don't want to throw shade on an icon who's literally on my wall, but she, uh, I think she got pregnant and then they had a wedding soon thereafter. So there was uh, a little bit of a skerfuffle, you could say. Um, oh, Gwyneth originally, they got married with Chris because Martin. she got prego. I don't know if they got married. I think that there's maybe, uh, you know, 
hastened the process. You could say yeah. they, they eloped, they eloped privately in Santa Barbara, um, with, I think her mom was, her parents were there. And, um, so anyways, so this was her first real wedding with Brad Felchuk, um, who obviously her and Chris Martin, you know, consciously uncoupled and this was like her late in life, like love. Um, so they got married in her backyard of her Hamptons home. So this was like a very laid back wedding, which I think is interesting because I think that Gwyneth Paltrow is, you know, she's, she's an icon. She has amazing style and she didn't really, and this isn't really a judgment statement necessarily, but she didn't really capitalize on this moment style-wise in, in my opinion. Mm, I thought that the, the entire wedding itself was just extremely, uh, I'm trying to choose the right word because uh, I worship her, but it was just all very ca- like beautiful, but casual and nothing really made a big splash in my opinion. So it was in her backyard of her lovely home in the Hamptons. Um, they had a rehearsal dinner the night before at the Seinfelds. Um, so like star studded Steven Spielberg was there. He like recorded a lot of the video, the wedding on like a handheld camera. That's so cool. I know. So very cool. Very, I mean, obviously cool guest list, but all in all her looks, I thought were just a little bit underwhelming. Um, Super disappointing. In all of the photos that I looked at, there was nothing where I was like, I need that at my wedding. In fact, I would mm-hmm. say the most impressive part to me was just the way that the tent that they had really elevated the backyard wedding situation. And I feel like that's a, that's a takeaway for potential brides is if you're going to have a backyard wedding, but you want to make it a, a step more elegant, yeah. have a be- big, beautiful tent. That's, mm. you know, that really frames the the yard or whatever. Um, so, okay. So one note about the location and why she chose to get married at her home is that her dad is actually buried there in her backyard or his ashes wow. are there. Sorry. No, I don't think he's buried there. His ashes are there. And <laughs> that is so a little morbid. Uh, that was a little I think that's me. illegal. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> An important distinction. <laughs> I'm like, it's a, her backyard is a graveyard for all of her ancestors. <laughs> Um, and she wanted to be surrounded by family. She wanted to have her father exhumed so he could attend the ceremony. It's really a problem when there's heavy flooding. It's not good. <laughs> no rain that day. It was great. No, so his his ashes were scattered in in like her you know massive backyard in the Hamptons. But uh, a note about the date is that she she got married two days after her birthday, and her dad I think passed away on her birthday or right around that time, they were actually on a trip to Italy and he had been struggling with, I think, lung cancer and he got pneumonia and he passed away kind of suddenly when he was literally on a trip with Gwyneth. So traumatic. And so she said that she really wanted to reframe this time period, you know, that comes around every year that brings her a lot of sadness. It's almost going to make me emotional. And so she decided to get married then, you know, right like two days after her birthday or and right around this time where she usually is, feels very depressed. And so I thought that was just so lovely. And then, then they got married you know, near the tree where his ashes were scattered in her backyard where that's where they like, you know, had their vows and everything, which I just think is so lovely. I do yeah, too. That is very beautiful. I do too. And I'm looking at the photos. I don't know if this is, these are just like, they're like kind of like these series of canopies, these really cool structures looks like metal framing with yep. like white fabric on top. Right. Um, and, and, and there is a quote in here from her wedding planner saying that it she was really relaxed and she really just wanted to show up and like, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems very her, you know? And I, yeah. and I think that's, a, that's apparent in almost every detail of the wedding where her dress is beautiful, but it's not over the top. No. It is. I think it's very detailed and, and fits her very well. And she looks gorgeous. 
but then the rest of her styling is extremely demure. Like her hair is kind of long. Her hair doesn't even barely her hair looks, looks curled. the way it always looks. Exactly. She literally looks like, like she looks every single day, but with a wedding dress on. Yeah. Like and she I, did it herself. Yeah. And it's kind of like that lack of statement statement. I feel like that's so Gwyneth, you know, like mm. this is just, I'm just this effortless laid back, beautiful woman. And I bring that energy to even my wedding day, which okay, I think I is really cool on this. Okay. I don't, cause I feel like her wedding dress while I guess, yes, beautiful. It looks very standard issue. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. about it that looks really stands rack. out to me. Yeah. It looks off the rack. It, it, for me, I think that Gwyneth could have pulled off that very minimalist, very chic, very effortless vibe, but with a more distinctive dress. And I think yeah. that a better dress would have just really kind of elevated the whole event. And I don't think mm-hmm. that I don't think that by having the dress be just very common that anything was achieved there. I, if anything, I, I'm, the dress was a huge disappointment to me personally, another yeah. good opportunity for a suit. I'm very yeah. litigious this morning. Absolutely. Um, um, what did you think about her second look? Have you seen that where she wore a little romper look, and cape? The romper and cape, like if that had been extended, I don't know. Like there was something about that. That's chic. It's minimal. Yeah. It's structural. It's a vibe. And I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, <laughs> oh yeah. Look at their her second I one. Didn't look I, at it. I will just have a little note on Brad's look. I wish Brad was wearing a black tux. Agreed. I don't like Agreed. men in gray suits on their wedding day. I think it looks, um, too casual, too casual. I think every man, seriously? every man looks 3000 times hotter in a black tux or suit. I and I just think that a gray suit just doesn't do much for you. He also should have gotten a haircut. Let's or his hair. His hair just looked a little moppy. It's a little I would shaggy. Have liked it. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked to have seen some styling there. See, right. I like his suit for a garden wedding. Really? I feel this is a garden wedding. I feel like a black tux would have not been appropriate. But that's just me. But a mm. Black suit, black tie, even. Yeah, sure. We could go. But you know, the trend the last few years has been non-black suits for grooms. I've done. Look I've seen it. burgundy. I've seen like a deep green. Ugh. Um, and I like it. I think it's cool. I but see, know. I like. I'm. I'm. I see so many weddings that I'm like, yeah. Thank yeah, God yeah. for something refreshing right. and. Different different you know right um right. yeah I'm such like a classic gray. bride like Gwyneth yeah. though I wish that that but he was like not, a better contrast but she's not I mean she her dress underwhelming as it is is again a very gardeny light yeah. like you know I See, don't really care that much like I just want to look cute and comfy and show up at this wedding I yeah. think that one thing <sighs> I I push back on is just this idea that you're wherever you get married, the setting has to totally inform everything from the top down, like dress wise. Like I, I think it's okay to have a really elegant dress in a more informal or just more like casual backyard type scenario. Like I, I don't know. I, yeah, that's kind of how I feel, but I, I just, know, not a bride. the cap sleeve, I think Chandler and I have something very against cap sleeves oh, yeah. for a wedding dress. Yeah. They're yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. And so I just don't, I especially don't like a cap sleeve that maybe that's where the true issue lies. Cap um, sleeves is a very interesting choice. You're right. Cause they're just kind of weird. They don't, they don't look great on everybody. Yeah. They're, and, they're universally unflattering. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have skinny arms, if you have muscular arms, you right. Have, chubby arms like cap sleeves are just kind of huh they're kind of just, just want want yeah I, I appreciate the idea but it's just they don't well they her don't, dress, i don't think dress, it's either it's, like go ahead. i think if her sleeve had been like just no cap so imagine a dress but no cap on Spaghetti the sleeve strap. 
would not yeah. a spaghetti tank strap, top. just like the same, not even a tank top, just the same as it was just remove the cap. So it's just basically like, you know, a sheath dress, um, top would have been, I think it would have really elevated. And just, I think seeing some shoulder there would have done a lot for the look, but she didn't call me. So this is she what didn't you call get. You. Correct. Here's exactly my other note about her hair. I think she does rock the effortless, like blonde chic hair, but a lot of times, especially on her wedding day, it looks like it could have used a deep conditioning treatment. Mm. The ends look a little fried and I'm like, let's give it a fresh trim. If we're just going to wear our hair down, let's have it look super clean and full. And I think that I, her hair is a letdown to me personally. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wow. This is turned into quite, I love the, her. Uh, we are so <laughs> critical. I mean, but that's yeah. what you do with this, right? Like you're like, let, you me, have let, to me, do. let me, let me give you my, right. my, you know, my opinion. Yeah. Let me, let me just say, we, we, we issue these criticisms with a place coming from a place of respect. We've met Gwyneth. We right. hung out with her at her book signing oh. where we hung out with her as a, we, we spent 45 <laughs> seconds with her. She did tell us that we had a bright shining faces. We were she probably did? just extremely nervous. Yeah. For real? But yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, we were like were next like, in line and she was like, we couldn't look at speak. these bright shining faces. We were honestly in the presence of God. So like, of course our faces were bright and shining. I was going to say, um, you both love her for reals. Like in we do. real no, like we, she's, we love she's on her. Wall. We bow down. We were, we have, she's our everything. Knocks she's on, on your wall. She's on this wall. She's wow. on my wall. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's coming from a place of love. Yeah. All right. Well, I have not too many minutes left, so I really want to get to Brad and Angelina because okay. um, they were married August 23rd, 2014 at Chateau Miraval, which they purchased for a cool $28.4 million back in 2008. They are divorced mm. now. There were only 20 guests. Okay. This is a micro wedding back when micro weddings were like, if there ever know, was one, you don't really, you didn't really do that. That was very odd. Now they're huge. Micro weddings are a big deal. Um, and the thing about this wedding is, you know, they had put off getting married for many, 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 many years. And Brad on several occasions had said that he was not going to be legally married until everyone in the U.S. had the right to do so. So this mm. was like, you know, when when gay marriage was not legal, same-sex mm -hmm. marriage was not legal, and he was trying to really hold out, but they have so many goddamn kids and... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they were together for so long that I guess the kids really wanted it to happen. And the kids were insanely heavily involved in every mm -hmm. aspect of this wedding down to like the, the, the friggin' uh, what's their son. He, he did the cake. He, he baked the, he made the cake. Yeah. I would say that there was too much, too many, too much child in I this. I agree this Children wedding should be seen and not heard <laughs> yeah and I mean maybe like like even at the ceremony the kids are all surrounding them it's a little like we get it you love your kids we get it you're a family this is a little aggressive like they like, the, the children can take a seat it's it's yeah it's like a it's a weird yeah it's, also it's weird the notion of having your children's drawings across your <laughs> wedding dress on, is on your dress sweet. And then when you see it in, uh, in motion, uh, it's atrocious and her it's, dress is gorgeous. And if there was, if they oh, her just dress scrapped the drawing, oh, I like her dress. I think her dress is so beautiful. Uh, I think she looks like stunning. I don't know. I really like it, but 
the the wedding the drawings make it terrible. I mean, Angela Jolie has famously terrible style, terrible taste, terrible style. Mm-hmm. She always looks very straight out of Talbots. It's all very just like boring <laughs> clothing, boring clothing, boring skinny jeans, tunic esque tops, just nothing notable. And honestly, I think that God, when he created the world's most beautiful women, <laughs> knew that he had to be fair and right. said, this woman will literally never look good in clothing. So it doesn't matter, you know, even on her wedding day, we're going to put some kids' drawings on the veil. Yeah. So that's really some cosmic justice. And it was will. a Versace gown, by the way. It was Versace. Also, I hope those drawings went through some type of review process. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's let's talk about this. Why? Okay, fine. You want the kids to dry on your veil? Great. Give them a beige marker. Them, <laughs> why, are, why is it red? Dark red, yellow. Earth tones like at the- it's the primary colors in black. Yeah. Those were the markers. It's yeah, atrocious. It was yeah. Um. So yeah, Maddox and Pax walked her down the aisle. Maddox was 13 at the time. Pax was 10. Um, They did not hire musicians. Instead, Brad actually hummed Here Comes the Bride uh, as she walked down the aisle. I mean, it was only 20 guests. I guess everybody could hear. That's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. Into a mic? Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't know if it was into a mic. I hope so. Um, Zahara (laughs) was nine. Vivian was six. And they were the flower girls. Side note, I almost named my daughter Vivian. Like that was like one of my names. Yeah. Very chic. Actually, it was going to be the name, but Jose Luis changed it at the last minute when I was in labor. Um, (laughs) And then Shiloh, who was eight, and Knox, who was six, were the ring bearers. Um, And the kids wrote the vows. It's too the, much. Wait, the, the kids wrote the vows? The kids wrote the vows and like had them say promises to each other. So the 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 kids, see, this is, I think it's really it lovely words. to customize your wedding. I always am a huge <laughs> proponent for, you know, like customize it to the two of you. But this is almost as if the children were marrying the parents. It's just, it's just very yes. like... I don't know. Like it's just, it is. You're right. It's not really about their love. It's about their love as it's connected to their children. And I think your wedding day, like you're saying, is like a day for like your relationship, your partnership. Yes. I don't know. First and foremost. Yeah. I've, I've had couples who have children already. The kids were involved in the wedding. It's beautiful. It's lovely. You see them during the ceremony, there's certain things, but like, this is too much in my opinion take it or leave it all of this is my opinion your opinion your opinion but um yeah it's just like no it was too much um so yeah they got married in 2014 they filed for divorce in 2016 uh i just wait that was 2014 to 2016 correct brutal yeah i just feel like maybe kids were a little too involved in the whole overall (laughs) I think that was the problem, Michelle. They probably all slept together. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was probably that probably happened. I'm like, like they all slept in the same bed. Yes. I'm sure. No, No I'm sure they always slept in the same, you know, it was probably that kind of family, that type of family, you know? And I mean, I given my daughter slept in our bed till she was 11 months old, but that was about it. Right. Um, And some people do that attachment parenting thing. I mean, I hear it. I know, I know. But this was, this was just too much people. Come on. And I, by the way, Brad Pitt is on my list. He's always been on my list. 
it, you know, I have full permission. But list. Jose Luis. Oh, but full permission. If, if, if the, <laughs> and if Brad Pitt is right. listening, you know, like you're still on my list. Like if you want yeah. me, I will happily, you know, <laughs> spend a few hours with you. And <laughs> I just saw him in the lost city. And can I just say that does he look he's good still, still? He's still, he is still the, he was hotter he's than Channing so Tatum. Hot. He is still, he can still get it. God, he's so yeah. I'm glad he's still on your list. Gorge. And yeah. you know, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> no, I think it's listens. an important note in case he's listening for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, he is single now, you know, I'm actually going to say that going back to the kid thing, I feel like our society has gotten just way too kid focused. I would like to go back to the days of governesses. I would like to go back to the days when mothers were more like figures that children, the children were brought in to see during tea time, like perfectly groomed. Mm-hmm. Like Downton Abbey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's the vision of motherhood. I personally have right. um, <laughs> where you will be presented with your children like yeah. three times a day. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they smell good. Yeah. They go to boarding school. It's more just like someone you know uh, <laughs> and they look a lot like you which is cool yeah yeah exactly totally. exactly oh it's god i can't wait till acquaintance. you have a child someday and then like play <laughs> this back for you it's gonna be amazing <laughs> yeah exactly oh okay <sighs> well i think that's gonna wrap it we could have talked about it even more but this is this was fun this was so fun. so fun hopefully the audience enjoyed it if not, they've turned it off by this point. Yeah. But you know what? I had fun. Damn it. This I was did good. too. Yes. All right, ladies. We will hopefully talk to you again soon. Thank yes. you. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Right, bye. bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at popapologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.